This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, April 20th. Okay, Corey, so let's just get right to it. Uh, uh, which which game was more uh, frustrating last night, the Wolves or the Wild game? Oh, impossible question. Thank you for asking. Um, this is – let me just – I'll just break it down my evening for you. Okay. Watching these games. And then we can decide together which one was more frustrating. Okay? Sure. Um, I turned the Wild game on because they started a little earlier. Um. That was weird. So then I turned it over to the Timberwolves game, and that was kind of not good just right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then I turned it back over to the Wild game because, like, well, let's just see. And lo and behold, it was 2-1. to one. They'd, they'd gotten a goal back in that first period. Like, this is exciting. Uh-huh. Period ends. Let's go back over to the Timberwolves. Oh, boy, this is weird. Keep it with the Timberwolves. This is getting worse. I don't like where this is going. Flip it over to the Wild. Three to one. I don't like this. I think I think I'm done with the Wild for the night. Let's check out the Timberwolves. Let's see where they're at. Oh my gosh, this is awful. I'm done with the Timberwolves. I'm gonna check the Wild one more time. 14 seconds later, four to one. My God, this is brutal. I was in bed by 10:15 and asleep by 10:18. Yeah, well, and then once you went to bed, Corey. By the way, the Wild got two goals within 20 seconds to make it four to three. Right. In which case, a lot of people are like, "All right, let's go." Mm-hmm. And then Mark Andre Fleury proceeded to give up like three goals in a row. Like yeah, he was bad in a matter of five minutes. I, I don't. I don't know enough about hockey to know if he was bad or if the defense in front of him was bad. But it seems like he was bad. It seems like the correlation of it seems like the correlation of bad defensive games and bad Mark Andre Fleury games correlate at a very high <laughs> yeah. at a very high clip. Yeah. There was one goal I can't remember if it was the th- the goal that made it 3-1 or 4-1. But he was just standing up and I don't know if he heard it hit behind him or if the crowd went up. I, it seemed like he didn't even see it go by him. He was just standing up, and he kind of gave a peek, and he saw the puck was in the net, and he just skated away. <laughs> Did he quit? What happened? So, yeah, that's it. They, they tried to make it interesting, which is cool, and I'm glad they did on the road like that. I, I do appreciate the fight Yeah, a lot, but... um. Uh, and obviously the Timberwolves fought back very valiantly. The, the Wolves actually had a lead going into the fourth quarter. Right. And then just decided, all right, well, we've apparently when you go down about 20 at halftime, any good run you have still does not put you in a great position to win the game. Correct. I have a, I have a question about the Timberwolves for you in a second here. Okay. Um, I just couldn't stay up. That was the main point of all of this. There was nothing. I needed those things to be close. And the second they were, I was like, I cannot waste my time with this. No, I went to bed before halftime of the Wolves game and before that second period ended with the Wild. So Ant had a huge game. 41 points. I've asked, we've talked about this before. I've asked other people who are able to watch. Is that, 
it was last night's game. First of all, he got rid of the weird sleeves, so let's yeah. shout out that. Well, that's good because it means his shoulder's a little more healthy. And he immediately started scoring. Yeah. When you have a weird cutoff T-shirt but leave the sleeve on the other one, get the heck out of here. You look like a weirdo. Well, I think it was some. I know what it was. <laughs> I just know how it looked. Yeah, it did look a little clunky. Look good, feel good, look like a weirdo, play like a weirdo, and this is finding itself to be true. Um, uh, Ant has he has he made has he made the leap? Do you think, or is he just is he still in the midst of he's really good, but still wildly inconsistent? Probably the probably that second one because we haven't we got to see it. I mean, there's at least two more games in this series, and now it goes back to the target center. So if he can repeat that at least one more time in this series, I think I'm a little more comfortable with it. Now look, 41 points in a playoff game against the one seed. It's legit. It's legit. But you know, but also it. being creamed when it doesn't matter and taking all the pressure off. Yeah, I mean, I know he he helped steamroll that that comeback. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're down by twenty plus, eh, takes the pressure off a little bit too. Yeah. So all in all, not a great night. I think if I were to label which one is more disappointing, the Wolves one doesn't disappoint me because I was expecting a game similar to game one, which is where the Wolves don't play very well right out of the gate. They fall behind and then there's just nothing they can do. Yeah, they shot like 30% or worse in that first half. Carl Anthony Towns, by the way, had two points going into into halftime, which is... Yeah, I my favorite thing that happened. I'm glad other people noticed it on social media. Also, it, it made me happy. Was Ant had the ball on the, or excuse me, Cat had the ball on the block, uh-huh. like on the top block, right side of the floor, and he delivered a post entry to the Kyle Anderson, who was on the same block as him, just a little closer to the hoop. Yeah, uh, what is hap? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. They just. I don't know, man. They get weird tunnel vision. You anyway, want, sorry. You want to know the most Timberwolves possession? Yes. Uh, so here's the sequence of events. Ant had an awesome block, Kay. ruled a foul. Okay. Challenged and overturned. Oh. All right. So that's good. So instead of a two point, bu- so instead of two free throws, it is uh, you get a chance there. Uh, you get a chance to try and. Uh, you know, to try and get a stop here. Ridiculous, by the way, that that's a thing you can challenge. Right. And so uh, so there was a side out for the Nuggets. One second on the shot clock, mind you. Yep. The Wolves forget to guard Jokic. <laughs> he makes a wide open corner three. So instead of the Wolves giving up two points on a possession, they challenged, overturned, and then had one second left on the shot clock to get a stop and gave up a wide-open three to the back-to-back MVP. Now, I was going to say, just for clarification purposes, this guy has won back-to-back MVPs and is going to be in the top. He's got a chance to win it again this year, right? Yeah. That guy is the guy they left open? Yep. Nice. Nice. They forgot about him. Just in case you thought the Wolves' concentration issues needed to be called into question. Uh, there you go. That's uh, like wondering if the wind is blowing in North Dakota right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in case you're wondering what the answer to that is. And one last little wolves nugget. There's a lot of little wolves nuggets that we could honestly spend the entire sports desk talking about today. Uh, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns' struggles, whether it's Anthony Edwards, whether it's 
just them as a whole. Uh, this also is an interesting one. Tim Conley, the president of basketball operations, who the Wolves moved heaven and earth to get over here from Denver, yeah. mind you. Yeah, and he, then Conley moved it right somewhere else, didn't he? Yeah, and he moved all the <laughs> franchise's assets to Utah for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Now there's a report that since the Washington Wizards fired their general manager yesterday, a couple names to pop up. Now this doesn't mean anything. These are just, you know, expect these particular names to be discussed. One of them was Tim Conley, who has connections out on the East Coast. So, Corey, wouldn't it be the most Minnesota Timberwolves thing possible to finally get a good young core in, and then new ownership comes in, takes a big swing by bringing in a new Pobo, and that who trades for heaven and earth to get Rudy Gobert, and then immediately it goes sideways, and then he immediately bails. He just burns it to the ground and walks away. He's like, wow, that didn't work. He's just Woo. a full-on arsonist for yeah. the Minnesota Timberwolves. He just, and let's, let's squash him. And then bounces. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be hilarious. Um, I believe he, he's he got connections to Washington, and I believe his wife is from the D.C. area. So, I mean, why not? So, it's a legitimate, I think it's a legitimate, um, it's a legitimate rumor. Quick like quick yes or no. Just a quick gut level feeling. We don't need to delve too much into this. Yes. If you're the Wolves <laughs> if if Tim Conley's like, hey man, I think I want to leave my contract early, are you gonna say like heck you are? Or are you gonna say, Hey man, you gonna find a house in the DMV area? Um, well it's hard because I think the Gobert thing was um I've I I've been fairly consistent on the Gobert thing since the very beginning, right? Yeah, that didn't make sense to me from the very beginning. Um, I get new ownership, new guy in that spot. You take swings that it happens. That is that is not speculation, by the way. Every time there's a new ownership and new leadership, this is what they do. Right. Um, so I appreciate the try because I oftentimes complain about my Minnesota teams not making the effort. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the effort. I thought it was the wrong effort. Yeah. Um. The Connolly deal's a great deal. Like the Mike Connolly. Yeah. Connolly getting Connolly, really smart. Getting rid of D'Lo, bringing in Mike Connolly. And Nikel Alexander Walker. Uh, well, that guy, geez Louise. Has anybody's right elbow pointed more a perpendicular to his body when he jump shoots than that guy? <laughs> I mean, at least he at least he tries on defense. That guy looks like he's pointing the direction everybody needs to leave the building when he shoots with his elbow. <laughs> the Everyone exit out is the door that, that way. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I don't whatever that, that guy plays really good defense. Just getting D'Lo out of here is and a- bringing in Mike Connolly is really really good. So. It's just he kind of crippled them for the future with that Gobert deal. Seriously. Uh, so. I don't. Whatever. I don't. I also. This is important, too. I just don't care about the front office. Yeah. I who uh, Just give me a good product for once, please, for crying out loud. Speaking of good products last night. Here's the 2-2 pitch. A swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back it goes. Deep it goes and gone. Gallo clears the bullpen in right field. Another long home run for Joey Gallo as Tim leading fourth. 7-0 Twins here in the third. You know, really, I think this is a, a, a really a discredit to the Twins. They burned up all their multi-base home runs uh, early yesterday. They had two three-run home runs, one yep. by Gallo. Yep. Trevor Larnick 
hit a baseball about as hard as I've ever seen a baseball hit. Straight away to center field, too, in Boston. That's so far. 420 feet to straightaway center at an exit velocity of 109.9 miles an hour. That's just a missile. That's an absolute missile. Yeah. Uh, Trevor in Larnick's- baseball, we call it a different kind. It's a specific <laughs> missile. It's a specific in one. in uh in real in uh in radio land we call it a heat seeking missile. <laughs> uh, so Joey Gallo came back into the lineup today or yesterday, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I believe that was his first game back. I think you're right. And yeah. immediately pr- got a base hit in his first at bat. Got a home run in his next one. Joey Gallo is hitting three sixteen, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's no, a, he's, it's a really nice fit he, right now. He's a career two hundred hitter who's hitting three sixteen. So it's awesome. Uh. Ed Julian also got a home run. Byron Buxton ripped a double the opposite way. So some it was a get-right game for the offense. It's funny because uh, when it's all said and done here now, their averages for the season look really good. They're, that Even run, though they go four games without doing anything, and then, hey, here's a game where we score 11 runs in the first inning or whatever. That run seven. differential <laughs> this year is looking great. Uh, by the way, interesting fact about Joey Gallo, Corey. Yeah. Joey Gallo, when he was in high school, threw a no-hitter, and then that night he went to prom. But who did he go to prom with? I saw this. But Greg Maddox's daughter. Uh Uh-huh. The only thing that would make that better is if he went to prom with Greg Maddox. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was like a tag-along. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) I think he got to go on the dinner with him or something. Anyway, Twins play later this afternoon. It's a 12 o'clock pregame, a 12.35 first pitch from Fenway Park. Twins try and win the series in Boston. You can hear that right here on KWAD. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, April 20th.